This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We hope you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that is unapologetically you and then go get it. If you feel like you were meant for more and you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Hey, Happeners. One of our listeners had written in and asked this question. I love my career, but my spouse hates theirs. How do I support my spouse? Now, this is a question I've had many times over. So I wanted to take the opportunity to be able to answer it right here. And by the way, if you have future questions that you'd love to hear answered on the show, the regular show, or one of these bonus episodes like this, then drop me an email, scott at happentoyourcareer.com. But let's go back to this question. I love my career, but my partner hates theirs. How do I support them? I've actually had this exact situation happen, although I wouldn't say that my wife necessarily hated hers, but you've all heard Alyssa on the show. In fact, you even heard, if you've listened to very many episodes of what happened to your career, you've probably heard her episode with Liz, where she talked about her transition out of our business, happened to your career, into her quote unquote dream job, where she transitioned back to education in a completely different type of role than what she'd been in before. Uh, Many years ago, she had been an educator, been in a teacher, and she left to be able to support our, our children and stay at home with them. And then steadily, she took on different roles as they went back to school. Okay, so fast forward a lot of years. She was such a trooper, and she took on a lot of roles here at HTYC. And some of them she really enjoyed, And some of them, you know, quite frankly, she was just doing. And uh, we, both her and I, couldn't allow her to continue to stay in those roles. One, because it sort of, you know, goes against everything that we stand for as an organization. But then two, I really wanted to see her be able to transition into something that she felt amazing about and really used her strengths and her gifts. Okay, but here's the thing. Like, it actually took several years to be able to do that. It wasn't just a instant transition necessarily for so many different reasons. Even though this is, you know, something that we do as a team and as an organization every single day, even when she was moving through it, it still took a different approach. So I actually asked this same question to our team and here was some of their advice mixed in with some of what I would advise you and and what uh, Alyssa and I did for her transition. So number one, the first thing that our team had said is, and this comes from one of our, our coaches, Megan, she said, provide patience, meeting them where they are. Here's, here's the case. Like a lot of times when people find HTYC, they listen to a lot of episodes or they read, you know, they read the book or, you know, dig into the materials on the website or the resources. And you start to become educated very quickly on what work can be and how it can create a different level of fulfillment and how it can align with your strengths and your values and all the other things, right? Okay. But your partner isn't necessarily in that same place. So although, you know, you have you've gone through and now you have this knowledge and maybe even a different set of skills than when you started making a transition or when you started looking, 
That doesn't necessarily mean that they do. So meeting them where they're at is highly important. So here's here's the one thing that I would suggest. Don't just give an advice and help when you think they need it. Instead, wait till they ask for it. That's one major way that you can be supportive. And it's a big, big difference. Otherwise, they'll start to turn tune you out when you talk about that career change or potential career change with them. And that's not going to be helpful to them if you're operating from a place where they're, they're beginning to tune you out in this area. Uh, and the other thing, another one of our team members, Kate, had said is listening and empathy can go a long way here. Then when they're ready, encourage them to change it. So you have to look for those signs, uh, recognizing that they are ready to change. So that could be where they're saying, hey, I'm just not sure what to do. And then what you can do is ask specifically some language that you can use is be able to say, hey, you know, I've been reading a lot on this. Would you like a few suggestions? And I know that even with mine and Alyssa's relationship, and even though I do that for coaching all the time, you know, sometimes we're so informal, I forget to ask permission. Instead, I just go on in with the suggestions, and I've done that many times over the years. Less so more recently and more so if we go 20 years back, but it's still still a, a thing. And I've seen it happen in many other relationships too. You get that informality there and rush in with the advice and uh, expect them to just receive that advice. So small thing, but asking if you can if you can share that advice or asking if they want a few suggestions can change everything. Okay, so another massive thing, when when they're ready and when you're encouraging them to change it, I would suggest small steps, not all at once. I know I mentioned Alyssa in this example, and it took a few years. Well, part of the reason it took a few years was she didn't fully see how there could be what she wanted, even though, yes, she I know this sounds crazy for sure. She absolutely understood both logically and emotionally that what we do and what we've done for many other people is help them find those nearly impossible type scenarios in the real world that fit them, fit their values, fit what they they want, and even create opportunities in the real world. Okay, so she's seen all of that for you know around 10 years at this point in time. She knows that that's a thing that uh, that we've done. She's seen evidence, but she still went through a period of time where she felt like that might happen for them, but not necessarily for me, even though logically and emotionally, she fully understood that you know it potentially could. She's, it still didn't abate those those feelings of, you know, that might be for them, but not for me. So she had to work through that for herself. And part of that, part of the way that she did that was taking teeny tiny steps. You know, one thing that she started out with was removing, you know, one, one tiny project at, at work. In this case, it was at HTYC, something that she wasn't enjoying all that much. You know, she and I had a number of conversations saying, hey, why don't we just get somebody else to do that? In, in this case, this was some of our finances and bookkeeping that she was responsible for in her role. And, you know, we found somebody else to, to do it. And, you know, that was one tiny step that made the way, paved the way for other steps in the future. Then, you know, fast forward a number of months, she went and she took a, a small short-term job filling in for someone 
in the classroom to test out if she actually wanted to be back in the classroom. That was actually great for her because she'd learned that she did not want to be back in the classroom. But what it also did is help her realize that she truly did miss the education environment and wanted to be able to contribute her skill sets to education. Okay, so the way this might look for for you as you're encouraging your spouse is you know, help them try and test out a tiny project. You know, help them try and expose themselves to other types of um, skill sets, other types of experiences, other people that maybe have done what they are saying they want to do. You can do that by suggesting they listen to podcast episodes. You can do that by helping them reach out to you know, people that have already been where they want to go. You can yeah, put uh, put the HDYC book in front of them and then point out you know, a couple of particular pages. So there's a lot of ways that you can do that. One specific, one specific suggestion that comes from Samantha on our team, she had said that she actually experienced this with you know, her, her spouse at one point in time. And something that helped tremendously was taking the StrengthsFinder test together and being able to go through and see what uh, what the differences were. And what it ended up helping with was seeing what some of the strengths were, in his case, that didn't work and didn't align and why it felt like there was a slight misfit. Okay, so there's a few things just to get you started. But it, think about this as you're supporting them through a marathon and you're just at the very beginning stages of not even the marathon yet, but training and all the things that have to happen before that marathon ever takes place. So I would encourage you to think about it that way. All right. Hey, if you'd like more episodes like this or want to hear about a specific topic or want to ask a question, same thing I said at the top of this episode, email me, email me your questions, scott at happentoyourcareer.com and just put podcast question in the subject line. And if we can fit it into the schedule, we'll do our best to. All right, I'll talk to you later. Adios, I am out.